Hey, hey guys, as promised, we're back with another interview. Welcome back to the business of my bi-monthly podcast, where I go behind the scenes with business owners and find out what it takes to run their empires. If this is your first time listening, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis, host of the show and owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, where I help you get your business paperwork together. Things like registration, trademarks, contracts, etc. I'm a licensed attorney with a passion for helping entrepreneurs achieve their dreams. You can find everything I do at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. And my contact info is in the show notes as well. If you want some help getting that business off the ground, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is where you can also book a free 15 minute consultation. Uh, for the vintage listeners, like I said a couple of episodes ago, the interviews are not going to stop. I just want to give more options for people to participate in the live show and adding it to the podcast seemed like a natural progression. For those of you who may be new, this podcast used to be where I interviewed entrepreneurs in unique industries to find out how they run things. We're totally still going to do that and you can listen to the back episodes, but going forward, this podcast will also include the audio to my evening live broadcast, MPL Legal Dish. Um, The link for that is also in the show notes. Uh, Now on to our guest. Any MMA fans in the house? If so, this interview is for you. And for those of you who don't know what MMA is, that is short for Mixed Martial Arts. Um, In this episode, I talk to Jesse Mitchell Jr., a professional MMA fighter based in Waldorf, Maryland. Born in Nairobi, Kenya and raised in Maryland, Jesse has been involved in martial arts since he was a child. During our chart, He talked about how he fell into professional fighting accidentally, the costs associated with being a professional fighter, the interesting ways that professional fighters make money, and a cautionary tale about promoters posing as friends. Enjoy. All right. Thank you so much, Jesse, for taking time out of your very busy schedule. Please say hi to podcast land. Hi, podcast land. <laughs> so, Jesse, I know what you do. I know that you're a professional MMA fighter, but the audience may not be familiar with you. So can you please tell people a little bit about yourself and how you got into MMA? Uh, well, I am a professional MMA fighter. I uh, won seven uh, uh, championship titles in two-weight classes, 155 lightweight and 170 welterweight. Um, I got started, uh, I guess I can do that. I got started on a complete accident, actually. Uh, one of my buddies was um, fighting at my gym, and he told me that I should really start. Um, he said I should do it. I was always good at sparring. I was good at fighting, that I should do it. It should be my thing. I should get into it. And I figured, okay, I'll do one before I die, just so I can tell my grandkids that, you know, granddad fought one. uh, I did one and I won and then I was like okay I'll maybe you know he was like man you should do another one I was like okay I'll do another one I did another one (laughs) and I won again and then I was like okay three three the max I do my third and then retire and whatever and then I did a third one and I won again and I kind of got an itch (laughs) oh wow I I just kept going Okay. It was not on purpose. <laughs> that is hilarious. So just you're you were just 
in it right out of the gate you were winning. Uh, yeah, <laughs> real lucky. <laughs> Very well, lucky. Well, I've been in martial arts since I was like five years old, so that helps. Oh, that helps. That Having helps a, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Being in a martial arts since I was five years old, and then I also in high school, I was a state wrestling champion, and yeah, that, that actually gives, you know, a little help above normal people just starting. Okay. So you've been in some type of physical activity all of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've been basically combating sports for uh, a long time. So I guess it was kind of natural, uh, even though I was just mainly just training and doing local competitions. I wasn't actually uh, doing MMA until a buddy told me to get into it. And then I was like, okay, I'll do a couple and a couple more and then a couple more and then seven championships later. <laughs> <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> awesome. All right. So we've seen, I've seen documentaries of, you know, MMA fighters training and all that stuff. And all of that is physically taxing, but it is a job as well. So aside from training, what is an MMA fighter doing to maintain this as a profession? What do you have to do as, you know, your 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 fighting profession so um just maintaining you have to have gym time you can't have uh your gym time may change depending on when you have a fight like um what i mean by gym time is how many times you're working out during the week um you're always going to be doing some type of workout like just as a, as a relaxing uh, maintain i'm usually in the gym uh four to five times a week for maybe about two uh, hours, maybe three hours during those times. And that's just a simple maintaining. Um, when I have a fight coming up, I'm in the gym maybe uh, same time, uh, but more times during the day. So I might go two or three times a day, an uh, hour, two hours at it, and then I'll cut my uh, my intake. Uh, I do my, my way of uh, cutting uh, weight my fights is a calorie intake. I burn more calories than I intake. And that helps me shed a lot more weight. So it's just it's it's just a a, a big thing of maintaining of just staying in the gym uh, more often. Uh, we have to have a fight. Um, when you have downtime, like you're not doing a fight, you just just still stay in the gym. <laughs> like I said before, just just that uh, my workout isn't as intense. It isn't as hard. It isn't. It's not as long and stuff like that. I mean, I guess that's really it. <laughs> Did I answer your question? No, I, I I meant more kind of like on the business side, but that's a lot. That's a big investment oh. of your time. <laughs> like, as a fighter, like, are you are you paid for your gym time? You know, what do you um in oh. business? How are you dealing with? You know, I have to manage the money that I'm bringing in. Like, what? How do you manage that as a fighter? Oh no, no, okay. Um. Well, it depends where you set up your gym or where you train at. Um, some people um, train at a, at a gym they also work for. So intentionally, they're kind of getting uh, free gym time. Uh, as long as they work for the gym, they don't have to actually uh, pay a gym fee, uh, something like that. Um, that all, it, it changes per fighter because uh, you may have a payout for training. Uh, you might go to a specialized training. You have to pay for him. You might have to go to um, 
uh, several different what's called cross training. You might have to pay these individual gyms like that. Um, okay. So yeah. specialized yeah. training. Yeah, specialized training. Um, uh, you did have to, if you have a promoter, if you're not your own promoter, uh, some people usually on the lower uh, lower end, they don't have a promoter. Um, you got to pay them. They're basically a manager. That's all they do. They book fights for you or they'll throw your name out there if you have that. Uh, a lot of fighters now, um, because of social media um, and the blow up of social media, they do their own promoting. Um, and then your coaches. You're going to have to pay your coaches. Um, like I said, that depends on where your gym is. Um, it depends how uh, you run at your gym. My gym, particularly, I have it luckily. I work at my uh, my gym, so I don't pay a gym fee. Uh, my coach is actually, uh, he was my former best man. Well, he was my best man at my, my wedding when I was married. So me and him mm -hmm. have been brothers, and we've been getting along. And uh, he trains me, and he also fights, so I train him. So it's kind of a mutual exchange. You know, I have a, a, a luck, but um, everybody's not that lucky. I know that uh, we charge, I think, 88 uh, a month. Or ninety a month just to use gym time if you're in the if you're in the, the fight roster, which mm -hmm. isn't expensive at all. You can some places charge like three hundred. Uh, you have some places that real top line they're charging a thousand. Um, and usually you would split it up when you get your winning, and that all depends on how you set up your winning. Oh, okay. Are you going to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. How is how does the fighter get paid? And if you have all these things that you have to pay for, like your gym time and your coach and your training and things like that, do they wait until you get paid, or are you paying those along the way? Um, that's where you work up with your actual uh, place that you have to pay out. Uh, are you paying them on along the way, which um, some places do, or are you paying them uh, with actually what? Uh, most people want you to pay along the way. Uh, you do have some people who are nicer, like, no, we'll, we'll pay you after. We'll get paid out, pay us after you fight. Um, the way it works is that the, the ground base is you start with your sponsor. Uh, you've seen a lot of fighters. Uh, uh, you used to have in the UFC. Used to, the UFC doesn't do it anymore because they have sole ownership. But you used to see uh, everybody's trunks, like 50 different sponsors. And then when they uh, put their banner up uh, in front of the TV, they would have sponsors all over the banner. So you pay, you basically sell the ad space. You're like a, a billboard. Uh, your banner behind you when it goes on the TV or whatever, you sell the, the space or so the sizing, just like you would a regular billboard. It's like like the you know, uh, like size, like the indie car racers. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. If okay. you want uh, this big logo, you have to pay this much. If you want this big logo, you want this much. Um, and then you also sell, sell your short space. So where your shorts are or where they, you're in. And then, again, more ad space on your shorts. Uh, the biggest ad space, which is funny, is actually across your butt. <laughs> because it, you, can put the, you can put the biggest logo there. Um, so I, I, it used to be a, lot, a funny thing that was going on in, like, I want to say early 2000s and late 90s. Uh, Condom Depot was sponsoring a lot of fighters and so we had a lot of fighters with condom depot on their butts which is oh crazy. my god that's so funny <laughs> yeah so and then from there from going to your sponsors um 
there are some places you can get to sponsor you to train, which means is you actually train at their gym and you let it be known that they train at your gym and then they'll actually get revenue. Depending on your status of a fighter, some gyms will actually pay you to come into their gym and train. Um, but of course, you're bringing in your own trainers, which, <laughs> which you're going to have to pay for. But yeah, some gyms, if you have a good name and you bring in a good crowd and people know that you're at this gym training, um, it'll bring in a crowd and so gyms will pay you to, to work out there. Kind of like um, how rappers are sometimes paid to hang out at a club and mm-hmm. they might even not even do a performance, they're just there hanging out. <laughs> it's, it's an appearance fee. <laughs> yeah, it's basically a peer, it's like an appearance thing. Uh, but you're at a gym working out. Um, oh, interesting. And then, it, and then it goes on to promoters. Uh, promoters, and when you have to talk about the fight, uh, the uh, the fight promoters, you work out what your pay is going to be. So you write up a contract, um, what you pay, what you pay out. Uh, usually it's um, half and half. What I mean by half and half is you might pay for five and five. The payout may be five and five. What that means is 500 to fight, 500 to win. There's a base. Uh, so if you go in there, that, this is a low ball, like $500 you fight. Usually nobody's fighting under 500 if you're at a promotion that's fighting under 500, that's not good. They're not paying out what they should. But the lowest end, I'm just picking the lowest of 500. 500 to fight, 500 to win. Um, you fight, no matter if you win or lose, you get 500. If you win, you walk out with 1,000. 15 minutes, $1,000. That's not too bad. Um, and then you also work in into that contract of if you're going to win by, let's say, a finisher. So that'll be a bonus. Um, let's say like the finisher, which means I knocked him out or I submitted him or I got TKO, like a, uh, under, uh, you know, just a straight finish to your opponent. Um, those can be bonuses depending on what you work out uh, with the fight promoter, um, you know, how much you're going to get there. Sometimes you have a nice big bonus. Um, sometimes it'll just be maybe a couple of hundred extra. Uh, and then some promotions, bigger promotions, have fight of the night, which you'll get later on, which is if your fight was the best or uh, fans like this fight the most, you'll get another promotion on top of that. There was a um, a guy in UFC, it was his first UFC fight. He was fighting for a simple, I think his was um, 11-11. So 11 grand to fight, um, another 11 to win. And he won the fight, so he walked out basically with uh, 22 up top. And then additionally, he got a knockout, which they added uh, another 40. And then he also got a fight of the night, which added another 50 grand. So he walked out making uh, more than he's ever made in his life off of just one fight that he beat in the UFC. (laughs) <laughs> so that's kind of how the, the pay the pay basically goes and it's just a simple easy to understand so promotions and bonuses and the uh those those are like promotions bonuses and sponsors and sponsors yeah wow okay uh i didn't i didn't realize that there were so many components to um being like 
the different avenues that you can make money within that profession. I always thought it was just kind of like a purse that you got at the end of the fight. Yeah, yeah there's there's different ways to, it's, it's really politics. It's a lot of politics in fighting uh, because it all depends on the promotion, depends on your name, depends on how much you sell yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, some people do good in the politics, some people don't. I mean, you might have crappy fighters who don't deserve the uh, biggest purse, but since they have um, maybe a good person talking them up or they know the right people, they'll walk out making way more than somebody who has way more fights. There's some people like on the undercard of UFC who have over 30 fights. Mean, meanwhile, you have uh, main line events that have barely 10 fights. It's all about who you know. Okay. Well, uh, maybe we'll have to do an, an in-depth look into the politics of MMA one day. <laughs> Um, but moving on to um back to your your particular finding um aside from winning obviously which is always a great thing what do you enjoy about the profession um i would say it's it's a sport just like i enjoyed wrestling when i was growing up it's a sport that uh maybe it's a little bit of an asshole to say but you don't depend on anyone else you blame yourself and you're the only one to blame. You don't go back and say, oh, it was my coaches. I mean, some people do, but I call that a cop-out. You're, you're, you're your own reason for winning or losing. If you put in the work and you train correctly and you show up that day, more than likely you're going to be ready to, uh, to put on a good fight. Um, there are, you know, it's thought of any punch's chance. There are that, that one moment there you might be winning. I think seen tons of people just whoop ass the entire time and then make one small slip up and get either tapped out or knocked out. But you can only blame yourself. You can't blame anyone else. You can't be like, man, I did good on offense, but defense sucks, they can't stop. No, it's none of that. It's just you. <laughs> and okay. I swear, when you knock someone out, it's probably one of the best feelings in the world. <laughs> it just, <laughs> just charges your body. It just you know, gives you that, that adrenaline rush like nothing else. You feel like a superhero. <laughs> okay, so that's the, the, the best part of the business. What would you say is the most difficult part of being a pro fighter? Um, the most difficult fault, uh, part has got to be uh, the weight cut. The weight cut and... Trying to think anything worse than weight cut. Weight cut is really hard. <laughs> uh, the weight cut and the dieting, I think, is hard. The working out is is painful, but if you're used to doing it, that's it's nothing. Uh, but definitely the weight cut, and then trying to make weight. I say trying to make weight around the holidays. Oh my God! Well, that has to be impossible. Like, I, oh God, it's horrible. I stopped taking fights around November until. <laughs> I'll I got tired turkey, of showing it. up to Thanksgiving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got tired of showing up at Thanksgiving dinner. Everybody's taking out, and I'm here with a salad, and then uh, maybe a half a salad because I got a fight coming up. No, I, I I got tired of doing that, so I don't take fights around November. No, nope. F that. <laughs> Definitely, the, the weight cut is probably the hardest thing. The weight cut is the hardest thing, and then you know, waking up maybe uh, the week of the fight, realizing you got a couple more pounds to lose, and you know, you're watching everything, you, every single thing you eat, uh, every single thing you, you take in, and then you're on a scale like, 
maybe two, three times a day, trying to get your weight right. Oh, and then the, the for my personal workout, like my last week uh, to two weeks, depending on how far I am off, I do like a liquid diet. I won't any, eat any solids, and I'll go pure liquid to cut off if I'm uh, too far up. That sounds awful. <laughs> no, it is. I can. It's so bad that I can like smell food off of people's breath. <laughs> All right, <laughs> all of the aspiring MMA fighters out there, like this, this is real behind the scenes info. <laughs> if you really want to do this, um, so what? What is your vision for your career as a fighter? How far do you want to take this? Um, you know what? I uh, I uh, I never, I never fully thought that out. It was um. It was just something I, because I'm, a, I consider myself not a fighter. I consider myself a martial artist because I okay. compete in, uh, I still compete in many other different martial arts. Like I still go to maybe a karate tournament now and then, um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournament, uh, uh, Kyokushin karate. I, I still compete. I still hang out with Kung Fu guys and practice old Wushu. Um, cool. I, so I just considered another venture. Um, of testing my martial art and so as long as I get to test my martial art and uh, improve upon it and still learn and pick up the different martial arts um, I enjoy it now I'll probably just I'll probably do this until my body says no more <laughs> okay that's and, a good time to stop then I'll probably still do it <laughs> <laughs> okay I mean I have a, I have a love I have a love of martial arts so I contend uh, compete uh, in martial arts of every kind uh, until my body probably gives up. <laughs> it's just a part of your life. You can't see yourself without it. Yeah, I've been doing it, like I said, since I was five years old. So, I mean, it's been literally, you know, martial arts has been a part of my life since, you know, forever. It's not something I can just give up. When I hurt myself or I have an injury and I'm not in the gym doing some type of activity, I like I get depressed. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. <laughs> you miss yeah. the endorphins. <laughs> oh, God. it's nice. I miss. And then because now uh, I also teach. Um, I also uh, train other fighters now. So it's even just you know I miss training, and then I miss other training other people. Um, I I love it. Like well, one of my guys just had his first pro fight. And uh, he knocked the guy out in the second round. Well, in the first round, in uh, the second minute of the first round, uh, knocked him out, head kick. Uh, and I'm just, I, I'm more ecstatic. Um, I probably get more worried for my fighters than I do when I'm in the ring. <laughs> I have that that coach's aneurysm on the side when I see them messing up. I was definitely trained, <laughs> but then I'm more ecstatic when they win. You're, like, you're a proud papa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What advice do you have for anyone who wants to get involved in any type of competitive fighting? Business-wise, um, physically-wise, or, or training-wise? Business-wise or training-wise? Yeah. I would say... Um, let me start from the business-wise. Business-wise... Uh, just as the number one to to say uh, to everyone, 
promoters don't give a damn about you. They don't go out your way to please them. And there's so many promoters that will act like they love you or you're the number one or such and such. Uh, when in truth, you're just there to fill seats. If you can fill more seats, they care about you more a little bit. But if you don't fill out as much many seats, they really don't give a damn about you. It's all about money. Either. Promoters will act like your best friend uh, and then talk shit about behind your back to another fighter. Um, they're not your friend. Don't think they are. Know that it's all about money. Keep it all about money, and you'll, you'll have a positive experience. Um, for the training aspect, um, humble yourself. If you're just starting or you're interested in starting, humble yourself. Even me as a, as a champion, any new place I go to, I humble myself because there always may be someone better than you um, that you don't know. And then if you humble yourself, you'll be able to get better training than if you act like a jackass. Even if I know I can beat someone in sparring or they're not on my level in maybe wrestling or jiu-jitsu or any type of grappling or any type of stand-up, I still humble myself because they may have some tricks that I would like to learn that I don't know or maybe have a move that I haven't seen that I would like to know. So just humble yourself in the gym, uh, learn from everyone, and uh, just respect everybody on the Awesome. Um, so if, if people want to reach out to you, if they want training or if they, you know, want to know when your next match is going to be, where can they find you? You can hit me up at my gym. Uh, well, not my gym, the gym I fight for, but my buddy owns it. RoyalMartialArts.com. Um, we're located in Waldorf, Maryland. We have a great fight team, great instructors, including me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, I'm the I'm the boxing and MMA coach. Uh, we have Mike Pagano, who is our uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, and then also our owner, Mike. Uh, we have a great team down there. Uh, that's how you can reach me. That's how you can reach any other coaches. That's how you can see me. And also any other coaches. All right. RoyalMarshalArts.com. Okay, well, thank you again, Jesse, for taking the time out to talk to us um, about, you know, something that, you know, we all probably have seen, but don't really know what goes on behind closed doors. Um, I'm looking forward to people reaching out to you, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Say bye to podcast land. Bye, podcast land. <laughs> I hope any of you who've been thinking about getting into professional contact sports got some inspiration from that. If you want to connect with Jesse, his contact info is in the show notes. Now, if you have a dream business that you want to make into a reality, let's book a 15-minute consultation to see how we can get you there. You can find all this and more at linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. All of my contact information is located in the show notes as well. I uh, also want to remind you that if you want to work with me um, before the close of 2019, you need to do so before December 15th. Um, after that, I will be going on hiatus in terms of uh, coaching sessions. And in 2020, my prices are going up. So you'll want to book your uh, session now. 
at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. And for those of you who want to advertise on the podcast, I run one week promo spots starting at just $3. Uh, You can email me at NPL consulting firm at gmail.com for details. Talk to you next time.